Welcome to Your Healing Journey with Dr. Debbie. In the next 30 minutes, get ready to discover the secrets of learning how to heal your body naturally. Dr. Debbie is your guide to a longer, more vital, and healthier life. We'll explore nutrition, vitamin supplementation, mindfulness, and optimal wellness. So sit back and relax, and let's begin this life-changing experience. Welcome to Your Healing Journey, and here's your host, Dr. Debbie. Welcome back, everybody, to Your Healing Journey with Dr. Debbie. And today, we have a special guest, Peggy Hall, and we're going to talk about how to keep our body autonomy and freedom. And I always like to start this show with a prayer. So, Father God, many of us need healing. I need healing for past hurts, random physical pains that I allow to waylay my days, and spiritual healing for various reasons. I reach up to you to receive this healing so that I may be whole and that I may be able to then minister to others in a way that brings you fullness of glory. How wonderful to be able to worship you without stain or blemish and to be totally healed. Show others your healing power so that they may also be healed and walk in wholeness. In this precious name of Jesus, amen. So welcome back to your healing journey with Dr. Debbie. And today I have the pleasure of introducing you to a dear friend and freedom fighter, Peggy Hall. Peggy Hall is the founder of the HealthyAmerica.org, an educational consulting organization on a mission to educate, empower, and equip citizens with the tools they need to fight tyranny. She broadcasts daily on YouTube and has millions of views with her Peggy to the Rescue series that gives you strategies and solutions to stand up for your rights. All right, Peggy, so happy to have you here. Well, it's great to be here, Debbie. I know we've been uh, shoulder to shoulder in uh, for the last several years standing up for all these rights. You betcha. So I have a few questions for you because you are such a wealth of knowledge. So your first question is, do you believe that there's any virus that can be life-threatening and spread widely? Well, I'm a person who relies on evidence and irrefutable evidence is what I'm looking for. And I don't have anything that can prove that to me. In fact, what I have is the exact opposite. Because when I think of times, for example, with my husband or my family, where one person might be sick and no one else is in the family, and you're living together and sharing meals and laundry and you know the living room furniture. So if there were contagious diseases that came from viruses, why wouldn't it strike everybody equally And so that's one thing that I always had a question about. And the other thing is even science tells us that a virus is not, it it is not life. There is no metabolism. It doesn't create energy. It can't replicate. So how can a non-life material procreate, so to speak, with your cells? This is what, what we were told, you know, in biology class, and then hijack your own cells Almost like back in the old day when old days when they would print CDs, they just keep stamping out a new CD. Well, that never made sense to me. How can non-life create life, meaning a disease and an illness? So that has I have no proof of that whatsoever, and that's where I stand. Well, I'm with you, Peggy. I've had the same experience in my practice. I practiced for 27 years treated people in my office who were sneezing, coughing, feverish, never got sick, and raised my child. When he was sick, I never got sick. So I'm with you. There is no actual scientific proof 
that we have these monster, whatever they want to call them, that are going to take us down. So in, in my first show, I talked about determinants of health. And what are those? Well, drinking water, healthy food, sleep, community, purpose, spiritual life. That's what keeps you healthy. And that's what matters. So my next question is, how can we maintain freedom and body autonomy when our public servants start invoking mandates? Oh, that is a big one. I want to go down that road bit bit by bit. And I want to reflect on the statement that you just made, Dr. Debbie, with all of those determinants of health. And I can go down that list and we can see that the public serpents, as I call them, when they're serving evil, they they hindered us in each one of those. We were told to stay home and farmers markets were not available. Those were shut down. People were getting fast food and not going out and exercising. I was teaching exercise classes as a community outreach and I was told to go home and to not come back. So, so many of those things that you're talking about, community, people were told to isolate and to be afraid that they were going to kill granny by breathing on her. And there have been studies where kind of going back to the first question, studies showing that scientists, if we can even use that word to describe them, were intentionally seeking to infect people by injecting them with these so-called uh, pathogens. And it failed every time. So the fear factor, I think, is really important. And of course, that, as you know, is one of the, if not the most detrimental influences on our health. So when we talk about health freedom, bodily autonomy, the public serpents that are invoking these so-called mandates, let me start with the very last word, mandate. No public health officer can issue a mandate. No no governor can issue a mandate. No um, police officer can issue a mandate or sheriff, and certainly not the grocery store clerk, you know, at Trader Joe's or your child's school principal, the only legal way of mandating anything is comes from a court, comes from a judge. And that mandate, in other words, you are mandated to um, go to rehab or you're mandated or ordered to give up your driver's license or you're ordered to split the custody of your children. That action comes from a court and it's signed by a judge and it can only be based on existing law. So I would recommend that everybody, every time they see that word mandate, they point at it like the emperor has no clothes. It has no power over you. So I want to start with that. The In that right there, Debbie, gives us some something to stand on when we talk about rejecting those, I call them illegal measures. I have lots of names for these things. They're you know, outlandish requirements, illegal measures, unthinkable um, you know, protocols, whenever you see that word, you know, protocol, strategy, tactic, uh, principle, none, none of those are spelled L-A-W, only a law that was, and, and that's even controversial because some of these laws that are passed by our legislative body are in conflict with our God-given rights that are, are intended to be protected by the constitution of the United States and the constitution of your own state. So the number one thing I would say to people is to be educated, learn about your rights. It was stunning to me how many people thought that the governor could tell them what to do, that the governor could tell them that they had to stay home, close their business, in many cases, go out of business, 
The federal government prohibited people from flying if they were breathing oxygen, and in some cases, if they were not a human pincushion. Those are measures that are outside of the authority of these so-called rulers. They should not be ruling us. They are supposed to be safeguarding our rights. So learn about your rights. And I'll give you just a couple of simple things. Number one, no one has the right to obstruct your breathing. It, it doesn't even make sense. Does someone have the right to tell you that you can't have children or that you have to donate a kidney or that you have to imagine if you were going to a company and they said, well, our policy is hundred percent abortions. So if you're pregnant, you have to have an abortion to work here. Sadly, people would go along with that because they think that a company, a school, a dentist office, a jewelry store, a grocery store, their employer, flight attendant has the authority to tell them what to do with their body. There's, there's no legal authority for that. Now, I'm not saying the road is easy because you're dealing with a lot of ignorant, incompetent, intentionally abusive and deceptive and you know bullies that are trying to manipulate your mind so that you live in fear. And then in order to get your freedom back, you feel as if you need to comply with everything that's going on. Yet my husband, Pastor David, and I have helped thousands, tens of thousands of people looking at the number of views on my videos who have maintained their rights on the job, traveling, getting their immigration, their legal immigration to this country, having their young adult children uh, be able to attend college without becoming a human pincushion. So there are ways to do it. Educate yourself on the laws. I've got so many free resources on my Healthy American YouTube channel. It does, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of videos that are in a category called medical rights. There's another category, religious exemptions. I have categories about travel, about it, uh, school. So learning, taking the time to educate yourself. The other thing, the bodily autonomy, there are laws. Now we're in California. So the laws in California actually are very strong in terms of protecting bodily autonomy. I do want to I want to bring something up that might be a little controversial, if I could. <laughs> and that is sometimes people will invoke the Nuremberg Code as a way to say, I have rights, they're, they're spelled out in the Nuremberg Code, and you can't violate my right of no consent to medical experiments. And that's absolutely true. No one has the authority to violate your rights to of no consent to a medical experiment or any medical intervention for that matter. But in California, it doesn't recognize the Nuremberg Code. That's an international, it's not, it's not law. It's a set of principles that are widely appreciated. I appreciate them. I, I wish that people followed them, but I, I find that there's something even stronger. And in California, you've, I want to give you three laws that are so powerful. And the first one, and, and Debbie, I think this one covers so many bases. It is your civil rights. It's Civil Code 51. And that says that you have the right, just because you are a human being in this in the state of California, you have the right to be treated equally. In fact, it says everyone, every person in this jurisdiction is free and equal. I don't even need to read the rest of the law. 
We're free and equal, meaning regardless of any medical condition, if I'm in a wheelchair, you can't keep me out of Trader Joe's. If I'm on crutches, I still have the right to be at a public playground. Um, if my child is blind or hard of he you know hearing or has learning challenges, my child has the right to be in a public school. I wouldn't recommend public schools, but the point I'm making is that everyone, regardless of medical status or religious beliefs or ethnic background, imagine if Costco said, you cannot come here if you have an accent. Well, you would know that's blatantly illegal. Or if Trader Joe's said, we only hire gay people. Well, that's illegal too, you know, or if Walmart said no men can come in the store, well, that's not legal. And people will say, well, Peggy, those are private businesses that have the right to tell you to wear a mask or be vaccinated. That let's look at that a little more carefully. Can a private business require you to shoplift? Can a private business require you to punch puncture the tires of somebody's car in the parking lot? No, a private business of any size does not have the authority to violate the law. Their policies cannot violate the law. You're, can the Disney Corporation require all men to have a vasectomy in order to work there? All of these things are illegal, it, just like a company can't require you to sleep with your boss. People would be fighting out against that. So your body you you have the right of no consent to some other person requiring you to undergo a medical intervention like not breathing or having a uh, you know nasal assault with who knows what on that swab and becoming a human pincushion so the law in california says you have the right to enter any of these businesses equally without being discriminated out at against at all. The other thing it says, there's a really strong law called, this one I think would help most people. It's called California Civil Code 43. And this is the one that I was teaching people when they were told that they had to cover their faces or have a test in order to go to some event. That is insinuating that you are carrying a contagious disease. Otherwise, why would you have to cover your face? according to the public serpents and the powers that shouldn't be. You're sick and you don't know it, so you better cover your face. You're sick and you don't know it, so let's get you tested with tests that don't test what they say they're testing for and have false positives and all of that. And let's get you shot up like a pincushion, you know, for the safety of others. So all of those things draw a conclusion that you are sick and you don't know it. That's against the law. It's called defamation. And it, in the state of California, it's Civil Code 43. And that says it is a violation of your rights to be impugned, right? To, be, to have that statement that you are carrying a contagious disease. That is defamation. And it's not you know, a criminal act, but it is a civil violation that you could sue someone for. So alerting those who are imposing their oppression on you, I'm not oppressing anyone by breathing, but they're oppressing me by suffocating. And of course, I've never participated in any of it. But those are laws that protect you. There are two final ones that I think are really important in California. These are the health, your show's all about health. And this, these are health and safety codes. One, two, four, seven, one. I love this one because it says right off the bat, it says 
the state of California recognizes each person's sovereignty over their body. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. And then it goes on to say, one, two, four, seven, two. Therefore, based on the fact that you have a right of no medical interventions on your body, it goes further to say you have the right to no consent to any medical experiment without being pressured, coerced, influenced, you know, bullied. It doesn't use the word bully, but the sense of the law is that you have the right to not participate in this without being um, without being under duress. So all those companies were violating that law in California. And we've been helping people successfully fight that. There are many more laws. There are non-discrimination laws at the federal level, at the state level. But when it comes to just living as a human being and wanting to go grocery shopping and go to the dentist, they don't have a right to tell you to do that. Awesome, Peggy. I love that you know all these things and that you're informing the audience that they have rights and they have sovereignty. So another thing that people get confused about is do executive orders apply to everybody? Well, if you work in the executive branch of government, they would apply to you. Imagine this, that uh, the manager at Trader Joe's just required everybody to wear a Hawaiian shirt on Friday. Do you have to wear a Hawaiian shirt on Friday? Only if you work at Trader Joe's, because that doesn't apply to you. Not even if you're a shopper, it doesn't apply to you. Those store policies are for the employees. So I like to simplify things. The manager at Trader Joe's has authority to tell his employees what to do. He can tell them that we're going to be closed on Friday and everybody has to take, you know, an extra lunch break. And he can have these types of regulations as long, again, as they're not trampling on anyone's rights, but they don't apply to you. So what the governor issues as an executive order only applies to those in his employment. So if you are a teacher and you work for the state government, well, that would apply to you. If you work for the DMV or the Department of Fish and Game or some type of, uh, you know, state agency and the governor declares an executive order, it usually goes, this is how these operate, executive orders Ideally, and of course, there have been so many violations of this, but ideally, executive orders are to clarify and simplify and make things more effective and efficient already according to the law. For example, in the state of California, there are laws regarding getting a driver's license, and you have to be 16 years old in order to have your driver's license. There are other regulations about when you can get a learner's permit, who can be in the car, and it goes into great detail. Those are laws that were passed by the legislative body. The governor cannot just make up a law and say, okay, everybody can be 17 now to get their driver's license. No. But what the governor can do is say, we need to have a fast track for the paperwork. I want to be open on Saturdays so that we can accommodate all of the um, people that are getting their learner permits. I want to open up more DMVs. The governor can do that, but it only applies to those in the executive branch, those who work for the state government. And he can't create these executive orders just on a whim. However, governors have been doing that, and that's why I've been calling them out on it. I want everybody to remember, no governor can make a law. 
No mayor can make a law. No health officer can make a law. Only the legislative body, including your state government, your county governments, your city governments, even the, the water district or your school board, they are passing types of ordinances that do not violate the Constitution. Otherwise, they are null and void. There's, a, there's another law, Debbie, that's really important. It's called California Government Code 3700. 3700. It says any ordinance, any law in any of these, you know, school boards or county commissioners or even in the legislature, if a law is passed or an ordinance is passed, ordinance is just on the local level that violates the Constitution of the United States or violates the California Constitution, it's null and void. Right. Yet people have not been taking that to court. I have. I've got a, an active lawsuit against the county government for violating the law. Um, so that's the issue on executive orders. Wonderful. So I want people to know how they can hire you to assist them when they are their work and the government tries to force medical mandates or keep them from breathing or anything of that, any of that sort. So absolutely. Can you believe we're talking about that, having to fight for our own God given breath? Right. It is, it's the breath of life. It symbolizes how I worship God. I worship God by breathing. So telling me to restrict my breath is telling me that I do not have freedom of religious expression. And my breathing is not a harm to anyone. Unlike a religion that might believe in, I don't know, animal sacrifice or something that could be construed as, a, you know, a violation of the law, but my breath is not. So the best thing is to go to thehealthyamerican.org.org, thehealthyamerican.org. I've got a tab there that says religious exemptions, and that's how to work with me. If you would like me there by your side, it's not legal advice, but it is strategy, how to avoid the pitfalls, letting you know how thousands of people have been successful, sidestepping these traps that are being set mainly by the employers, the military, the medical establishment has been the last holdout for not allowing people to get procedures if they don't get these tests, which are medical experiments. You have a right to refuse a medical experiment without being denied further treatment. I've got also tons of free videos if people are self-starters and they just want to dig in and learn on their own. And that is at my YouTube channel, The Healthy American Peggy Hall. I've got a Substack that also is a great way to learn lots of blog posts with deep dives and links and helpful information there. Well, Peggy, I am so happy you came to this, my show here and that you're such a freedom fighter and an educator and you're just such a supportive leader in this world that we live in now. And I'm just pleased to know you and to have been arm in arm with you for three years plus and thank you again for showing up and allowing me to interview you and help my audience get in touch with you and learn more about how to stay free and autonomous and healthy and in order to contact me you can contact me at integratedmedicineministries.com or at drdebnovtep at gmail.com or 760-519-1759 and I hope you'll join me again next week because I'll be talking about why we all need to eat organic food and keep our health and our wellness and again thank you Peggy for showing up and helping me educate the public.
Truly my pleasure. Thank you, Debbie. Have a wonderful day and God bless.